place today. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we love you. But Lord, we know you loved us first. So Father, what can we ever do? You're the air that we breathe, Lord. You're our very heartbeat. Nothing happens without you, Jesus. So as we stand today as a group of people, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in all of our lives, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats, worship team. You are awesome, even if I may say so myself. Dan Prowse did awesome today on the drums. That let go, he was rocking it, man. Well done, Dan. And isn't it great? I said, Pascaline, isn't it beautiful? It just makes me cry. There she is, worshipping with her mum. Good job, girl. And then I watched dad filming mum and daughter, and I'm like, I'm done. I am absolutely done. Brilliant, brilliant. But hey, isn't that what church is all about? Isn't that what family's all about? And I guess, look, there it is there, reaching out and making disciples of all nations. Ask Pastor Dave, can I stay here? Can we just camp around this word? Because I don't know about you, but what he's been ministering over the last couple of weeks has just been so inspiring. So inspiring. Reaching out, helping people, loving on people, doing what we can where we're placed. And I know that Pastor Dave and Pastor Faye, they live that. So that's not just beautiful words for a Sunday. That is a life unfolding. So I just wanted to camp around this message and just look at it from another angle. Because lovely Isaac Price, he's back again from holiday. I love him. He's like a little puppy. And Isaac comes in to the office during summer holidays. And again, listen to this for the mark and the character of a young man. Isaac is coming in a couple of days a week to help in the office whilst he's on summer holiday. Isn't that brilliant? And you know what? He's being, but I am being so much more blessed because he is so incredible and he's conscientious and he's helpful. And can I do that? And would you like me to do that? He is awesome. And he's, he's a blessed boy, I tell you. But he said to me something a couple of weeks ago and he um, trains, he's training to be an athlete. And one day, people, you want to know the name Isaac Price. Isn't that right, mum? <laughs> He's awesome. And actually, if you want to watch the funniest thing is the video of Denise Chief. Come on, Isaac! You know, <laughs> it's brilliant. And I think we should all go one day and just cheer him on. The whole stadium would do this, you know. But he said to me something that really just captured my heart. And he said that they were practicing relay races. And as a group of people, they, you know, they were practicing. He trains a couple of times a week. He goes and does body conditioning and training and all. He's just really, really interesting. But as he spoke then about relay races, he said to me, Haley, we weren't the fastest team. And I thought, okay, because normally the fastest team win, hey? He said, but you know what? We had a ban. We didn't drop it. The other team that were faster than us, they dropped the baton. We didn't drop it. It was safe changeover. And we won the race because of that. And of course, at that point, I was like, ha, 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 what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And it was, we're a team. Here, as a group of people, we are, you know, Team Jesus. Here at King's. With this, it's divine connection. Absolutely. We're, we're part of God's heavenly plan for this earth. Nothing is an accident, hey? Who we relation with in church, out of church, within our families, within our workplace, within our colleges, within our schools. On the bus stop. In the supermarket, nothing is an accident. Everything has been designed beautifully by Jesus before the beginning of time. And as a team, we are set up to win. Amen? 
Amen. Look, Ephesians tells us, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Hey, the good things he planned. Verse uh, 1, verse 11, Ephesians again, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. There you go. So God planned for us to be together. He knew on this Sunday morning in the middle of Newport, we would all be here together. He knew it right at the beginning of time. He planned this. Why? Because we're better together. We can achieve far more. We can reach far more people. We can pass this baton on to more people as a team of people together. Amen. It says Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah, better together. In Genesis 2, again, therefore man shall leave his father and be joined to his wife. And then that beautiful scripture that Pastor Dave mentioned last week in Psalm 68.6. God places the lonely in families. Beautiful, beautiful. So who we are doing life with is part of his master plan. We're a team. We're a body of people. And the Bible tells us we're the body of Christ because it's this all there. Everything you ever need to know about life, pick up your Bible, you'll find it, I promise you. Even in the weird circumstances, there's a scripture for it. It is, you know. But we are the body of Christ. We're the visible representation of an invisible God. So therefore, we've got to look after ourselves, church. But we've also got to look after each other as a team of people and every interaction we have in life is just designed to help us but not only help us help others too yeah and with doing that we'll just reach other people hey so corinthians 12 talks about the human body and it's many parts but the many parts make up one whole body so it is with the body of christ there we are beautifully described verse 14 says the body has many different parts not just one. Here's verse 18. But our bodies of many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Should we let that one sink? Each part just where he wants it. But I don't want to be over here, but that's where I've placed you. But I don't want to be in this family, yeah, but that's where I've placed you. But I don't want to go to this school, and I really don't want to be in this class but that's where I've placed you, hey? And that's it. He has designed before the beginning of time just where he wants us. And in verse 27, all of you together, that's us, are Christ's body, and each of you has a part of it. Sorry, each of you is a part of it, because we are. So regardless where we are placed in life, God's designed it, and we're a part of the body, reaching each other, reaching others. Yes, we are placed in exactly the right place. Strategic. God's strategic. He know you know, he's doing the jigsaw and only he's got the front cover, hey? And we've got the little pieces, and sometimes there's a bit under the sofa, isn't there? (laughs) And it's under the sofa and you can't quite reach it, but it's okay because God knows that piece goes there. That's where I need him to be. Yeah? So we're all different. We're all different, but each part of the body we're designed and we're created for a different purpose our functions are very different but our purpose remains the same let's reach each other let's reach out to others 
There it is there, reach out. But we're all different. Yeah, how can that be? Why? Because Louise works in her job as a nurse and she can reach people. I can't reach. I work in an office. That's what Louise can do. Sharon's out there on a Monday night reaching into the community. I know that that's just not my thing and I couldn't possibly do that. But Sharon is awesome at doing that. That's where I need, that's where I need Sharon to be. Dan does his job looking after the country on behalf of Queen. He's awesome. I couldn't do what Dan does. But you know what? Jesus says, Dan, I need you there for such a time as this. And we could go round the room one by one by one by one by one. We're all different. And we are really different, hey? <laughs> Let's not... Let's not, but we are all very, very different, but we're different functions, but it's the same God, and we all need to be looking out for each other, because together, we are a team, and together, we are able to reach more people. Amen? Are you with me? Awesome. Okay, read this. 1 Corinthians 12, again. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers... All the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And you see that in teams, hey? You see that if you're in a team of people, you can see that teams that work really well and teams that are a bit clunky, the teams that work really well that I've seen prefer others over themselves they don't go for the glory shot if they're playing football and you've seen it you're like oh why didn't you just pass the ball because you wanted to go for the glory and you missed no problem but as a team you don't get the goal it isn't one nil to Haley Corley it's like it's, I'm on the nil and it's just like Cardiff City nil <laughs> you know or whichever team it is because it's not the one person goal it's the team goal and then as teams of people you, I, watching Sky Racing the, the, the cyclist and that's really really interesting watching the cycling because that's all strategic and they set up before they start the one person to win and then everyone else protects that, that cyclist it's fascinating when you just start watching strategy and things because we're a team so we therefore need to look after each other we need to encourage each other. We need to love on each other. We need, and we're just able, if we're able to do that, if I'm able to cheer Louise on when she's having a rough day, she's able to go back out the next day and, in, and just reach way more people. Then I say to Louise, what a rubbish day you've had, Louise. Why did you do that? Why did you say that? What? Can you see what I'm saying? But if we encourage, say, do you know what? One bad day. We've got 364 more, yeah. eh? <laughs> and that's it. If we, if we, encourage each other, look out for each other, care for each other, we'll reach more people, hey? It says Deuteronomy 32, 30, one can chase a thousand and two can put 10,000 to flight. There's about 300 people in this room today, 176,000 people in Newport. We can do it. No, we can. We can do it. We can do it, hey? So the Bible talks about the race run the race of endurance run the race run the race run the race yeah and lots of things I'm saying today is about a race so I started to do a bit of a study this week knowing that today was coming I know thanks <laughs> and I looked and I looked and I looked again and then I looked at different translations because I thought maybe I'm missing something and I was looking for the word competition and I couldn't find it and I tried thought let me try 
King James Version. Let me try Amplify. Let me try the Passion. That's a new translation that I cannot find anywhere in the Bible that says the race that we're running is a competition. I cannot find that anywhere. And I thought, wow, we cannot live our lives as a team of people, as a group of people reaching out. We cannot live our lives in competition, church. We can't. Bible says in Galatians, you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Noah works in the motor industry day in, day out with all of these supercars at the minute, most of them broken. I couldn't do what he does, but yet he's able to have a random conversation with people in work. And the guys, well, I would like to come to your church. Well done, yeah, I couldn't do that. But God designed Noel that he needed him there for such a time as this so he could talk to that one. It could be one person, that one person to let, invite them to church. We can't compare. We, we can't possibly compare. We've got different functions, different purpose. The purpose remains the same, but there's different places, schools, colleges, families, workplaces, all of that. But it's not a competition, church. It's not... Oh. Andrea told me something today, not today, this week. And it was about a stat on the internet, hey? And it really spoke to me. And I went home and I thought about it and thought about it again. And the stat that Andrea had found was that it takes just three seconds on social media for a young girl to feel insecure about herself. Whoa. Whoa. And you think, wow. In this world of comparing this and comparing that, and who's got the biggest <laughs> Or other things. Who's got all of these big things at the minute? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. For your young woman or a young man to take three. One, two, three. Insecure. One, two, three. Wow. Life's not a competition, church. We are a team of people reaching out to others. And as we are a team of people together reaching out, we are going to be able to reach way more people than we possibly can. So therefore, we encourage each other. We prefer each other over ourselves. We help people stand on our shoulders. You see, Pascaline, it beautifully warms my heart that this gorgeous girl, who one day, by the way, will be leading worship in arenas way bigger than this, and she is there, and she is standing side by side. Come on, Pascaline, you can do this. And by the way, I've also, also Holly Clement at the minute. She's leading worship in kids' church. Our, I know, I know. She's awesome. And that goes every week. Our young worship academy, those youth, are leading worship in King's Kids. Why? I'm a granny. The kids don't want to be me jumping up and down. I No. But they want Holly jumping up and down. They want Pascaline jumping up and down. Sienna Stone, Sienna Edwards, Eden Edwards. Dan Edwards went over there the one week. Why? Because they can relate. They're designed, placed, and purposed at exactly that time because they can reach the six, seven, eight-year-olds. I can't. I'll just tell them off. <laughs> just behave yourself here, you know. But there, but that is it. That is why we're a team. We can all reach each other. And that's why we help each other. We enable each other to reach the people in our world that we need to reach. Amen. Look, Thessalonians 5. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Because it's happening already. It's happening. This isn't we're already doing this. On Friday, sorry, Sunday last week, Freddie was playing drums and Freddie played a blinder. And before Noel and I even got a moment to, to, 
to mention it to him. We've got a little private little WhatsApp group for, you know, for the teams that are playing. These are the songs. This is this. This is that. All this noise was on our WhatsApp group cheering Freddie on because he played a blinder and they noticed. And I'm like, that's amazing. Go team. I want to be in a team like that that does that. Go team, you know. And, and Dan today, where's Dan? Where is he now? Dan Prowse. Can't even see. I haven't got my glasses on. Can't see anything past the third row. But yeah, he was awesome. And he played. That was the first time he played Let Go, by the way, on a Sunday. But I'm like, yeah, go Dan, you know. And we can encourage each other. Let's not feel intimidated because it's not a competition. If, you know, again, sorry, I can talk about the worship team because we're part of. Our beautiful Georgia, she's hurt her leg today. She couldn't, she was up to be leading worship with Louise and the girls, and she's hurt herself. So Siobhan, yeah, I can stand in for you. I'll cover you while she's not very well. You rest up, sweetheart. We'll look out for you. Done. As a team, and that, I know that happens within teams all over, all over this building and beyond. Um, but it's unusual, because do you know what? Outside of these four doors, it's tough. Yes, I mean, I work for a company, a, a large company, and there was many people that'd want to stand on you just so they could get to the next place. And you're like, whoa, okay. I remember one of the very first jobs I ever did, the lady that had been there for years told me how to complete a function, a task that needed to be done. She showed me how to do it wrong. And then she went, now this lady was in her 40s. I was 16 at the time. She then went and showed the boss, look, Haley's done it wrong. <laughs> And I was like, now this is like my first job or second job out of school. And I was like, I didn't even think that happened. You know, because it happens in tit for tat in school, isn't it? Or, you know, me and my brother have always kind of, <laughs> man, look what he's doing, you know. But in the workplace, and I was shocked. Oh, my gosh. But it happens. So it's tough out there. So let's be encouragers. Let's continue to build each other up just as we already are. Because John 13, 35 says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Because there's a difference. There's a difference. There's an aroma that we carry. We carry Jesus with us wherever we go. And you know what? It's different. Don't be surprised, church, when your, your workmates or schoolmates or college mates come to you when they're having a tough time because they know. Because they can see that you don't laugh at the loo jokes when, when they happen. They can see that you maybe don't look at whatever magazines are floating around the place. They can see that you don't engage in that coarse language. Or, um, or they can see that, oh, what do you do or on, a, on, a, on a Sunday? I go to church. What? What? So don't, people will come to you because they will know that you're different. Because we love people, we look at, we will be always the ones that stop and help someone else. We just do, because it's in us, because Jesus is in us, and that's what we do. But it's unusual. It's unusual in the world that we live, hey? So in Galatians, it says, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Ephesians 4 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And I have to say, my husband's a very patient man. He makes lots of allowances for my fault. They're quite bad. I'm not sharing any of them with you now. But I'm, I'm not right. Oh, don't be sorry for me because, I, yeah, I can be horrible. But, 
But he's very patient. He's a very patient man and he's a very kind man. So there it is in the Bible. But we're all so different, but we're all in the same team. And here's a beautiful scripture for you because even though we're different, we're in different families, we're reaching out to different people, there's different functions, there's different things that we do. It's the same God that uses us. And here, look at this scripture. I kind of hadn't seen this one before. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Isn't that, I hadn't seen that one before. Isn't that a great scripture? But together, you see, together as a group of people, we can reach more people with the gospel. Here's the baton. So I said, Noel doesn't really like athletics on telly, but I told him I was doing research. So I kept it on for three days. I love it. True. And he's like, oh, I'm going I'm to play my keyboard, you know? And I was there lying on the sofa. I said, I'm doing research. I've got to preach in a couple of weeks' time. I want to see the relay race. Now, I know, apologies publicly, it's the very last race to be run. I know that. But, of course, it's on for four hours, isn't it? So I've got to, like, this is four hours because I've got to see the relay race. Sorry, babe. But he was good at playing keyboard, so it doesn't matter, does it, you know? But here we go. So this is where Isaac's little thing that he said to me about not dropping the baton and about... Um, they weren't the fastest team, but they didn't drop it. It's just, and I genuinely wanted to see, okay, let me watch this relay race. Let me see. Let me see what this is about, you know? And Team GB were all over it. They were brilliant this year. And it was the ladies' uh, race that I was watching in particular. The men won the gold, but the ladies won the gold as well. The plan was, there was this little pocket rocket called Dina Asher-Smith, and she'd already won the gold in the 100 metres. And she'd already won the gold in the 200 metres. She was fast. But the plan always was to get to the final. And the plan was, when the team got to the final, they would pass this baton onto Dina Asher-Smith. And she was it. Tag, your it. She is off. You know, and that was the plan, to get this to her. But here's where it gets really interesting. She didn't run the heats... She'd already won. She had nothing to prove. She'd won 100. She'd won 200. She didn't run the heats. I'm like, well, why is that then? Because the team is not the four runners, the four by 100 metres. It wasn't the four runners. The team is way bigger than that. And the team rules say that it doesn't have to be the same people that run in the heats, that run in the final. So what strategically the team decided was other runners would run because... Dina had already won the 100. She'd already won the 200. And they wanted her to rest. Because when the final whistle came, the, you know, the, and the gun, and off they went round the track, they wanted her to be match ready, race ready, to run that anchor leg because they had gold in their mind. They had that final in their mind. And that's what she did. Now, I do not know the names of the other runners in the heats. But the goal was, get to the final, give this baton to Dina. Don't drop the baton. They did it. They got as far as the final. And then the final came. First girl, 100 metres, blinder. Second one, blinder. Third one. And they weren't in the lead. When they went from three to four, so she was number four runner in the last leg of the final for the four by 100 metres, she was the last runner. 
and she okay, and she flew, and she passed the other runners, and just like this, you can see, can you? <laughs> and she got over the she got over the finish line first, and she won. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. But that wasn't the cool bit for me, because the rules of the team relay race is really clear. The heat runners, the girls that ran in the heat, they get a gold medal too. They win as well. It's not just the four that went for the glory at the end when all the world was watching and when all the lights were shining and the whole, the whole of the athletic community were looking down at that racetrack. All of the girls in the team run the gold medal. They won it. They had it. How exciting is that for us? <laughs> you know, like, can, you, can you see where I'm going with this? I've got some nods going on. Because here's the thing. It's okay if we're a bit tired, team. We may have already run. And we have already, we've gone around. We've faced some battles. There's stuff that's gone on in our lives. And do you know what? I'm tired now. I need to rest. That's okay. Why? Because we've got a team of people ready to cheer you on, ready to encourage you, ready to say, do you know what? It's time to have a little rest. It's time to sit down. Because why? Because we're in this together. And when the gold medal comes, we are going to win the gold medal together. Amen. And that's why Jesus has placed us in this team. That's why. But this is not a new principle. This, the heat, the heat runners also win the medal. This is not new. Have a look in Samuel 30. David and his men had just come back to battle. All of his warriors, they'd come back. They were tired. They get back to their camp. And what happens? It's ransacked. The whole place is destroyed. And there's no one there. Because the raiders had come in and they'd taken all of the women, all of the children. They'd kidnapped them. They'd taken them and they were gone. So they literally just, hello, honey, I'm home. <sighs> Nothing. So these guys had to turn back around again and go, right, come on. We've faced these battles, but we've got to go again because we've got to go and get our wife and kids. I want my dinner, <laughs> you know. So off they go again and they go back out to battle. And it says in 1 Samuel 39 to 10, so David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook Bezor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with just 400 men. What wisdom for David. What wisdom from that leader that says, do you know what? I can see that you're exhausted. You've already faced that battle. You've already done that. I need you to rest and recover because the time will come again for you to come to battle again. I need you to rest and recover. And also, how hard would it be for those warriors those 200, these, these, you know, these are not blokes sitting and being keyboard warriors here, you know. These guys are fighting men. Look all through the Bible. You can see these guys are fighting men. They, they know their craft. How hard would have been for those men to say, do you know what? We are going to sit. We are going to rest. We are going to guard the supplies and you go and fight on our behalf. That would take skill from David to say, you know, rest. And also a gracious acceptance from these warriors to say, okay, I'm going to rest. Why? Because the Lord knows there's other battles ahead. There's other things that need to be faced. There's other things to, to, you know, that we're going to be facing in the, in the times to come. You rest. You take time. And then we get 
to, to 1 Samuel 30 because David's then returned with those 400 men and they've got back everything. They've got back their wives, they've got back their children, they've got back all the flock, they've got everything back again. And it says David returned to the brook Bezo and he met up with the 200 men who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said they didn't go with us so they can't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children and tell them to be gone. But David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and we share alike. Those who go to battle and those who guard the equipment. Amen. And that was a decree and that happened. So you're like, wow. So do you know what, church? It's okay because we're a team. So if you are tired, if, you know, life has got you down, it could be, you could have lost a loved one. You could, there could be a relationship that's just awful at this moment in time. And you know what? Do you know what? I just need to rest. Let me stay here. I will continue to pray for you. Because it doesn't say there that the the guys that sat bad-mouthed the warriors. No, they guarded their equipment. They So when you guard, you're looking after something. You are, you are protecting something there. So if we're tired, that's okay. So we pray. So we take time. So we say, right, do you know what? You go and I'll look after your kids while she do that. Or however, or do you know what? I can see that you've done that today. Please let me prepare you a meal. We can, you know, we can translate it into the language that we need for today. I know that you're going out to do that, that and that this week. Please let me just get the shopping done for you. Let me get the ironing done for you, whatever that is, to help you set up to win. Why? Because we're a team and together we can reach more people. Amen? So... Last thing about this, but I love this. I found this. I was like, I know where one of these is. And it's actually, it's a percussion block, you know. Look. Little donkey. There you go. So, and you'll go, sorry, I'll move on. But the last thing about this baton here is talking about safe changes. Because the commentators, and it was, it was really useful watching athletics for three days, babe. It was. Because the commentators then spoke about the passing of the baton and what they said was about the changes because that's when the battles are won or lost that's when the races are won or lost hey and it could be that Andy come here a minute so it could this is the quickest changeover I'm as far away as I can be and he's as far as away and then oh you're out of the race thank you Andy but that's the quickest changeover but it's risky I'll come back, Andy, because the best change... I like Andy, he's good, isn't he? Andy's awesome, because what do you need me to do, H? He's one of those guys. What do you need me to do? Where can I serve? What do you need me to do? Anything you want. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. This is the safest changeover. There. Boom. He's good. You should go training at the Harriers. You are awesome. We'll do it together. We'll reach more people. But that's the safest changeover. Hand in. There you go. Eyeball. Boom. You know, that is the safest handover. And this is what Jesus did when he handed over the baton to us. Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Jesus passed the baton to us. It's now our turn, hey? And it says in Acts, 3,000 people were added 
to the church, the believers devoted themselves, and each day the Lord added to the fellowship. Throughout the New Testament, the baton was passed on safely into the hands. Because it's not, this is the good news, the gospel. But you know what? We've all got a baton. I wanted to kind of think, how could I put them all underneath the seat so we could all go like this at the end, you know? But I was like, stop it, you know? <laughs> but we've all got a baton. Thessalonians, listen to this, Thessalonians 2.8, Paul writes to the Thessalonian church and he says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. And then I thought, wow, every single interaction that we have, our own lives, as we share that with other people through connect groups, through fellowship, through work, through school, through college, as we share our lives We are the living, breathing testimony of God's goodness and God's grace in this world. Amen? Amen. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, the baton. The last little bit of athletics to tell you about. Really? Is the relay race. The last person, Dina Asher-Smith. They call her the anchor man. So I did a little Wikipedia study about an anchor man. The anchor leg is the final position in the relay race. Typically, the anchor leg is given to the fastest or most experienced competitor on the team. The athlete competing the anchor leg of a relay is responsible for making up ground on the race leader or preserving the lead already secured by the teammates. Whoa. Jesus is our anchor man. Amen. Here's the gospel of the good news. We just got to get it in his hands because all we're doing is reaching out to different people and going, there you go, Jesus. There it is. And it says, run with endurance. It's just so exciting. The disciples ran with the baton. Mark 16, 20, it said, the disciples went everywhere and preached. The Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miracles and signs. And sometimes the worship team can come back up now, where sometimes we rest, sometimes we cheer, sometimes we just need to just sit and pray. Sometimes we're out there chatting to people in our workplaces, in our colleges, in our school places, wherever we are. But we've got a baton in our hand. And we're on his team. And this is the good news. And Jesus is our anchor man. But he's passed the baton to to us. He's passed it to us. So now it's our turn. And we're going to run a relay race just now because we've got to have some interaction, haven't we? So let's do it. Here's the baton. I'm coming down. And I'm coming down and I can see Andrea there. And Andrea looks after the... um, the media so Andrea's in the office every Monday and all of those beautiful social media posts that you see she's actually responsible for them so she's handing them and she's reaching out to people through social media so she's touched the baton she gives it back then she give it to Verna you can give it to Verna come to Verna Verna's in a rugby team Verna then passes the baton on to Jen who reaches people passes it to Steve and he sorts the people in his world and then here we go and Mark passes it on to the people in his world so does Mick so does Sue and on it goes pass it back again on it goes behind her who have we got it there yeah we pass it through and then Mark gets it to the people in his world and on it goes and on it goes and on it goes and I come in and I'm going to come and grab it because I'm going to run a bit faster than that because there we go and then we've got people over here and we've got Russ and we've got 
Angela in sound and lights because if we haven't got any sound and lights you can't hear anything at all can you Tyler's got the baton there he is there there's Anita and she's passing the baton on to the people that she meets right there and then we go who've we got people in the give it to Emma Emma's awesome Emma invites people to church all the time she is awesome so there we go and we keep running with the baton and who've we got there we go ma'am this is Dave Edwards ma'am what a baton that this lady has passed on amen she is awesome and she cheer in heaven and there's Dan here he is there he's just a legend he's back and forth London he's doing all different things and he's passing the baton on there's our beautiful girl there and she's in the a nurse in the maternity ward just loving on girls loving life Lauren teaches all the children in school and she's passing the baton on because she's loving them through and I don't even know we've got on here Jonathan can have it he's reaching people in Barry that he knows and then we go again and there's Romy there she is from Singapore she's reached people in Singapore and now the Lord sent her to Newport amazing and there's Jen who's just got such a beautiful ministry caring for people loving on people and just looking after people all the time and you know what you wouldn't even know it because she just gets on with it anyway and there's Mr. Corley there he is there hello (laughs) and there is so many stories that Noel can tell he works in a garage it's hard (laughs) yeah and there's so many stories that Noel will tell you about guys and said you know what have a word with the big man upstairs for me, will you? Because they know, because he's living the life, hey? And then, hello, there he is. <laughs> There's Pastor Ray. Who would know? And for 25 years, this guy has been reaching out to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. Week in, week out, good times, bad times, rainy, sunshine. And yet, he's passed on the baton to Pastor Dave and Faye. Come on, your turn to love and look after this house now, hey? Amen. And there we go. And we can go, but you know what? Here we are. Jesus, over to you. And this is where it gets really cool because he says, oh, do you know what? There's another person I want you to reach. Go over there and get him. And then he goes again, back to Siobhan. And he says, go around again. Why? Because it's not about the one-time relay. It is about a lifestyle of relaying. Around and around and around we go. Can you see what I'm trying to say? Amen. So come on, stand to your feet. Give Jesus some praise in this place today. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have entrusted us with reaching out to others, Father God. That you have entrusted us as a team of people, as a group of people together to love, to love your precious people, Father. We thank you, Father, as we... As we come to the end of the service today, Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you will give us eyes to see the people that we need to reach, the hands that we need to to help people, Father God, the feet that are willing to walk, Father God, and the hearts that are big enough to love the people that you send to us, Father. So, Lord, we give you praise. Amen. Amen.